Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, phone, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net. Well, welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, and my co-host, Mary Catherine Carmichael, isn't with us today, except she may be joining us by phone, we hope. But I have a, a special co-host today. David Brent Johnson is here. Yes, hey, I'm, I'm here filling in on this uh, this green theme edition of uh, Noon Edition, and uh, it's a fun drive edition as well, Bob, and we have a goal uh, for Noon Edition today of $2,000, and also want to uh, say that folks today, if you want to call in your questions, you'll be calling 855-0812. Uh, the normal phone numbers will be the numbers to pledge, 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311, or you can pledge online at WFIU.org. All right. Well, we have to get to this program because this is one of the most popular <laughs> noon editions we do all year. We have uh, our gardening program, our fall gardening program. Uh, Helen May is here, and Don Adamson is here, and they're both retired. They, they, uh, but they come in here and and share all their knowledge with us. Helen's, of course, was a fixture at May's greenhouse, still is, and Don is a fixture at Bloomington Valley Nursery. So thanks for being here again. Glad to be here. I'm very happy to all be right. here. All right, we always like it when you guys come in. Uh, you know, what, the big question I, I think on a lot of people's minds. Uh, now is is about the drought and how serious it it has been and and what it's done to you know plants and trees and things around our area. So Don, you want to start with that? Well, I, I knew that's what most of the questions would be in regard to because this is probably the worst drought that we've had in many years, and I'm sure uh, several of you have seen dead plants around as results of it, even plants that have been in the ground for many years. So uh, it's, it's hitting a lot of things. Now, in most cases, the grass will come on back. I know it looks really bad right now, but I think you'll find uh, in the spring that uh, most of the grass will come on back. Mm -hmm. But uh, with the shrubs, uh, I wanted to bring out that it's very important these, this next month or so uh, because even some that don't look very good right now, they need to be deep watered in the next month or so because you do not want them to go into the winter in this dry condition. If you do that, you're gonna lose a lot more plants over the winter. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can still save a lot of your plants by doing deep watering in the next month. And it's very important as I say, uh, if plants go into the winter dry, most winter damage is caused from dehydration. So we don't have any moisture in the soil. So you may think, well, I can forget the watering, but no. Uh, it's very important to give everything a good deep soaking at least once or we recommend twice in the next month to set them up for winter. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have more damage. All right. Helen? Uh, yes, the the rain we had, bless it, uh, what rain? <laughs> wasn't wasn't enough to to have any real influence, and uh, especially the uh, broadleaf evergreens. 
like uh, rhododendrons and uh, evergreen azaleas and anything that holds its foliage over winter is especially susceptible to drying out. So uh, be sure you water those, your hollies. And uh, any newly planted things in the, in the last two years, they should get a really slow, deep soak at least every couple of weeks this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can water until freeze up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of times we tell people they can quit watering in Thanksgiving. Not so this year. <laughs> no. Keep now, watering until we get significant rain or up until Christmas. Just for you know, somebody like me who's, who's kind of a non-gardener, the, my wife's a gardener in our, in our family, how would you know when you have a deep soak? I mean, how long would that be to actually, will you see water standing? or? Well, it's depending on whether you're watering a single plant or a bed. But uh, generally at this point, you, uh, you're going to need a couple of hours to really do the job. Now, on a single plant, it wouldn't take that long. If it's flowing deep on a single plant, you know, uh, an hour would be enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, we I always <laughs> check when I've been watering with my trowel. And after the water's run about an hour, I, I just see, you know, if it's wet. And it surprised me this summer with all the heat and the wind how long you could water with a sprinkler and not get <laughs> right. wet very deep. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. As dry as it is, it's going to be soaked up like a sponge. So like That's Helen right. said, check and see. Uh-huh. Dig down and find out if it's wet for at least a foot down. Okay. And, and if you have the strength to plant any bulbs or anything this fall because the ground's like iron, be sure that everything that you plant is well, well watered because there's nothing there for it to start off on. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to remind our listeners that we have a new, uh, a new phone number to call if you have questions today. And, the, again, the gardening program is one that we usually get questions end to end. So 855-0812 is the number to call if you have questions. Of course, if you want to pledge to the fund drive, it's 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. And you can also go to the website, wfiu.org, slash, nope, just wfiu.org. Just wfiu.org. And uh, we'd like to thank John Eagleston from New Palestine and Thomas Rosnitz from Columbus. Uh, They pledged during Radio Reader. Uh, Bob, we've made a little progress on our goal for Noon Edition. Uh, We have a goal of $2,000 for Noon Edition. And uh, so we're hoping to do our own deep soaking uh, in terms of (laughs) in terms of public uh, public radio and WFIU fund drive pledging. So please give us a call right now uh, at 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311 or pledge online at WFIU.org. All right. And if you have questions for the program, 855-0812. Now, I know that we're a little later than normal for the fall garden program. So yes. what what are what is there to do now to get ready for for the winter? Well, if you can dig in the ground, now is still a great time to plant trees. Uh, you know, you it might take a pick and shovel or dynamite <laughs> to dig in the ground, but uh, now or in March is still an excellent time to to plant trees. Just as Helen said earlier, make sure they're soaked in and uh, uh, they still need once a week watering. But still, uh, if they can be watered, it's a great time to plant trees. Mm-hmm. Helen? Is it late enough now, I think, if, if you get moisture, 
to fertilize uh, trees too, isn't it? Uh, after November or sometime? Yeah, it? with this drought, I would probably suggest waiting more till spring because, uh, but normally we do, yes. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, the lawn work, uh, as dry as we are, I wouldn't do much to the lawn this fall. Mm -hmm. Now, if we get rain, say, in the next couple of weeks, it would be good to go ahead and give a, a late feeding to your lawn, which it will store up that energy for early spring. Mm -hmm. And uh, if there's any moisture there at all, uh, I would recommend a late fall feeding for your lawn. But if we... Uh, if we don't get it, I, I wouldn't do that this time of year. Is it too late to bring anything in from outside? Well, in a lot of cases, things have already been bitten. Either you brought them in or you didn't. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've got something that's in a sheltered spot, like coleus plants or, or something you want to make cuttings of for next spring, you could still do that. The thing is that they should not be... Uh, damaged by frost, uh, the sections you try to propagate. I've got coleus and, and uh, per, perilla cuttings going now in my, in my plant room. I carry them through every winter. Uh, also, um, if you have some very tender plants uh, that you're concerned about for the winter as far as just temperature and cold wind, uh, you probably, in another, what, couple, three weeks, you ought to be getting those wrapped or whatever you normally do in the winter to protect them. Mm -hmm. And also this, this winter, it's going to be a good idea to mulch your plants. Very important to do that uh, because of the drought again. If you can soak them, soak the ground good with around the plants and then put some mulch on, uh, put two to three inches of, of mulch around shrubs or a lesser amount around your perennials, and that is more important in a dry year than, than in a uh, normal season. Okay. We have a phone call. Let's go to Karen on the phone. Karen? Hi. I have a question about a butterfly bush. I can't hear Karen. Bush. I can't hear. Okay. Yes? Um, should they be cut back? now or should you just let them grow? I always let mine stand through the winter. I think they survive better. And okay. about March, when I first begin to see signs of little uh, tiny uh, leaf buds becoming active, then I cut the back. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, Karen. Thanks a lot. Uh, we yeah, fix my headphones. I just <laughs> wanted to interject. Uh, Don was saying that this would be a, a great time to plant trees, and uh, I had to throw in our fun drive, mention of our fun drive okay. thank you gift. One of them is uh, the Hoosier National Forest Plant a Tree Program. And the way this works is if you uh, call or email or web in a pledge of $120, the Hoosier National Forest goes out and plants 10 seedlings, hardwood seedlings, on their land in your honor, and they, they send you a certificate of participation. If you pledge $240, they go out and they plant 20 trees in uh, your name. So it's a great way of contributing to the environment and, uh, and, and, and sustaining the, the environment for years to come and also supporting public radio and WFIU at the same time. And the phone number to call and make that pledge is 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311 or online at WFIU.org.
And I know we, uh, Mary Catherine and I, always appreciate it when people call during our program because we want to, we want to stay on the air. And, uh, you know, we're afraid if we don't get support during this, that they'll just bring Don and Helen in, let them talk. And, <laughs> That's right. They don't need throw, us. They don't need us. Throw us up. Yeah. Well, we have another phone call. It's Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. I got some of these rose bushes that apparently are supposed to bloom all the time, every year, year in and year out. They're called Hot Spot or Hot Shot. Are you familiar with Probably knockouts. Knockouts. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, what should I do to save them? They're so pretty. Well, uh, actually, you don't do much in the way of pruning in the fall unless they're exceptionally tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, because roses, generally, if they're damaged by cold, the damage starts at the outer tips and works back. Mm-hmm. So if you've cut them short, that doesn't leave much rose to be damaged. Yeah. Uh, next spring, they'll probably need some shaping and pruning. Yeah. However, that's a very, supposed to be a very hardy rose, mm-hmm. and it needs a little less protection than, than roses normally have. Be sure that they're well watered, mm-hmm. and be sure that they have at, at least uh, three, four inches of mulch around, over the roots, Oh. If you want to pile some extra mulch up against the the base of the trunk, that would be all right. You want to do that before a hard freeze. But with this particular rose, it may not be necessary. Wonderful. Also, okay. th- uh, those will continue blooming for maybe another month. So, uh, yeah. oh. uh, so that's one thing good about them. They bloom up late in the season. Oh, but they will come back. Oh, yes. They're, as Helen said, they're very durable. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot, Emily. Eight five five zero eight one two. if you have a question for us. But um, maybe even more importantly, eight five five zero eight one one to pledge to WFIU's Fund Drive. Also, 1-800-662-3311. And you can pledge online, WFIU.org. And we're still uh, stuck, it looks like, Bob, at $1,700, needing $1,700. We'd like to thank Ryan Graham, who has actually pledged from the Bronx in New York. Uh, <laughs> a long-distance pledge there. So surely if Ryan Graham can pledge from Bronx, New York, we can hear from some of our uh, regular noon edition uh, listeners. It is very important that we make this goal for noon edition. We're kind of suffering a drought of pledges of our own here <laughs> so far. And uh, so we'd love to hear from some, from some more folks. 855-0811, 1-800-662-3311, or make your pledge online at WFIU.org. I kind of wonder what, what kind of gardening he's doing there in the Bronx. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> urban gardening? Have we ever had an urban gardening show? Uh, no, I don't think so, but I'm sure we could... I'm sure these guys would be able to They'd tell They'd be us the all about folks it. to talk to because they're the kind of folks that you get to hear on Noon Edition every week. Yeah, uh, you, you talked about mulch. I, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there, no, David. Please, you no. talked about mulch, and we did have a, a question that came in to us about, about leaves and whether leaves are something good to use for mulch. If you can break them up, but big leaves like maples and sycamores and things that will lie flat on each other and get wet will tend to smother things. Mm-hmm. Now, a few that blow in late in the season after you've done your general cleaning up probably won't do any harm, mm-hmm. but a big heavy mat of those big leaves. But if you can either 
rake them and rot them and use them next year. I mean, rake them into a pile. Or if you can put them in like a big garbage can or something and use your weed whacker and break them up a little bit, then they make wonderful mulch. Mm-hmm. Well, some people think you can just take the leaves and uh, and pile them around plants and they can work in reverse, actually, and shed the moisture away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so be careful in just taking the the leaves that fell this year, they will form a mat and, like I say, could turn, turn the leaves away. Uh, any of the bark mulches are, are, will last longer, uh, and that's what we would probably recommend. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a phone call from Bob. Bob, go ahead. Hi. Um, I have a question about knockout roses also. Um, I have about four uh, knockout roses in the front, and even after they were put in, uh, they've been really spindly. They're only about, uh, really about a foot high, and uh, they've been in two two years now. And I've given them some rose food. Should I keep giving them rose food until when? Not at not at this late in the season. It sounds like they're not very happy where they are. Is it possible that they're in a spot that may? Uh, maybe has bad soil or something because uh, they did quite well even with the drought this year. So in most cases, but usually even the first year, they're going to get up like three foot tall. Um, did, did you water them throughout the summer? Uh, pretty much so. I was away in August, uh, which was bad. But um, uh, yeah, I've watered them and uh, I, I really didn't water them at in the evening because I heard that that was bad. That's so correct. I watered them in the morning or afternoon while the sun was still on them. Um, and, um, well, the, uh, a, uh, the, the Zionscape uh, put them in, and I assumed that the area was okay. I mean, it's um, as far as the soil. This has been a great year for those roses, even in the, the drought condition. I've seen them in a lot of places that got no care, and they still did well. So I don't know what the problem uh, problem might be. They, they don't like a tight soil. This is one thing all roses like uh, well-drained soil. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, this is pretty much clay soil in this whole area, so... Uh, I don't know if Designscape actually put some looser soil in when they planted them or not. Well, normally they would, but if they didn't grow, I would think about in the spring maybe digging them up and adding more compost or something like that. But I wouldn't do that now. I would wait till spring. And then I'd just replant them in the same place then, right? And give them more... And and fertilize them like once a month. Uh Uh-huh. But as long as they... Like I say, the main thing with roses is they don't like a tight soil situation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they only had a couple of blossoms each plant, so that was about it. <laughs> Sounds like they're not happy there. So <laughs> I very think... unhappy. <laughs> I guess not. Are they very close to a foundation? Uh, yeah, they're about uh, three or four feet from a foundation. Well, that should be far enough out. Uh, sometimes if they're really close to a foundation, they just don't get the water they need. Um, but um, it also, uh, sometimes a foundation will make the soil just too limey uh, over time. You might run a little soil test. I'd, I'd just call the folks who planted them. 
they know what they did around them and ask them uh, what they think the problem is. Okay, that's a good idea. Right. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, Bob. Thanks a lot for the call. All right, we have our uh, our gardening show, our fall gardening show, and it's also Fun Drive Week, so we need to hear from a lot of people. Yeah, we're getting a lot of calls with questions, but we're not getting very many calls at all so far with pledges, Bob, and it's really important for us to make this goal. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's a real privilege, I think, to, to get to listen to folks like Helen and Don talk about all this stuff, and this is the kind of expertise people hear every week on Noon Edition, whatever the topic, whatever the issue is. So please, uh, let's uh, let's hear from some folks right now, 855 or 1-800-662-3311. You can also pledge online at WFIU.org. You know, on my way in, I was driving in, and I heard Alec Baldwin do this uh, satire <laughs> oh, yeah, about how hilarious. you shouldn't be pledging. And, <laughs> you know, the one thing he got wrong, though, he said there that there are no um, buxom young starlets on on public radio. He said that, but... He's not seen Mary Catherine, so. That's true. No, he has yeah, not. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, <laughs> we have some more phone calls about gardening. If Mary Catherine were here, she would be proud, I'm sure. Mark is next. Mark? Hi. Right. Go ahead. He's obviously not met Yael Cassander either. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what should I do with my raspberries? I forgot to trim them back. And is that necessary at this point, or is it too late? Should I let them go? Are they red or black? They're red. Uh, the canes that bore, you normally cut those off in the fall, don't you, Don? Because they die over winter. Yeah. Yeah, the old canes that had fruit this year, you should cut off. In the meantime, you should have had some new, new young canes. growth coming that will bear next year. Mm-hmm. And you leave it pretty much alone unless it needs staking up or something. But that's that's the main thing is you, you must leave the new cane so they will have your fruit next year. So when you're saying cut off the old, uh, you cut it off where it comes out of the ground or do you just cut it back? Right to the ground. Right to the ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, very good. And should, uh, but it's not too late to do that at this point. I mean, uh, no, no, because basically it's it's a dead duck anyway, so just okay. cut it off. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> And it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to bark mulch around it. Oh, uh, raspberries would like a nice mulch, but don't put mulch on ground that is dry. Water them first, and then apply mulch. Very well, thank All right. you. All right, Mark. Thanks for the call. Eight five five zero eight one two. If you have a question for us here on Noon Edition today, we have Don Adamson, uh, retired from Bloomington Valley Nursery, and Helen May, retired from May's Greenhouse, and it's our popular. Fall Gardening Show, if you want to pledge to our fund drive, which is a very important thing if we're going to be able to continue having these uh, shows like this, 855-0811 and 1-800-662-3311. You can also go to WFIU.org. And we're getting a lot of phone calls uh, to ask uh, Helen and Don questions. It's a sign, Bob, of how popular especially these particular gardening programs are. But these gardening programs are sustained uh, directly by folks calling in and making pledges of support as well. And, uh, you know, we'll be looking forward to the spring gardening show next spring. But in order to have those kinds of shows, we do need to hear from some folks now to make pledges uh, to help us make this goal of $2,000 for noon edition, 855 
1-800-662-3311, or make your pledge online at WFIU.org. Why don't you tell them about those green uh, green premiums? We have a couple of green premiums. Uh, I'll mention again the Hoosier National Forest Plant a Tree Program. The Hoosier National Forest goes out and they plant 10 trees in your name and your honor on their land. Those trees will be around for dozens, probably maybe hundreds of years. Uh, if you pledge 240, they'll plant 24 trees in your name, and they'll give you uh, a certificate uh, thanking you for that. We also have a great book by Marsha Williamson Moore, a book about Indiana barns, a lot of beautiful photographs of the barns of pastoral Indiana, and that's available at the $150 pledge level. Uh, all kinds of ways you can pay for your pledge. You can do it with a credit card. Uh, you can mail us a check. You can do it in monthly installments, payroll deduction. If you're not you employed, the important thing is just to make the call and make that pledge right now, 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. All right. The, phone, the other phone, 855-0812, has been busy. We have uh, Karen next. Karen? Yes. Hi. Go ahead. Hi. I have a question about poinsettias. Okay. Um, mine is not looking very good, and I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. By not by not looking very good, uh, is it uh, not vigorous and growing well, or is there right no leaves on the stem, or there's there's very few leaves on mm-hmm. the stem. Well. How did it spend the summer? Outdoors, indoors? Um, uh, outdoors. All right. When you brought it in, did it have foliage, or has it dropped it since you brought it in? Uh, it's gradually dropped since we brought, okay. brought it in. It's uh, quite a change of atmosphere when you bring an outdoor plant in. Uh-huh. Uh, air tends to be drier, uh-huh. uh, light not quite as good. It's sitting uh, in a window. Mm-hmm. What you probably need to do is uh, check the soil with your finger each have, each time you water to be sh- I mean before you water uh-huh. to see if it really needs it and if it does water it thoroughly, but okay. don't let it stand in um, a saucer of water for any length of time. Okay. Um, you should be fertilizing it regularly. Uh huh. And it's a little late now, but if you want it to turn red, you can do this closet thing where you have to cut down the hours of daylight it has and the hours of artificial light. Some people will set them in a closet at a certain hour and bring them out at a certain hour in the morning to make them bloom in time for Christmas. Oh, okay. And uh, you're a little late for that, but um, now... Was it repotted at any time this summer or when you brought it in? I don't believe so. Well, the soil may be fairly well exhausted and it may be pretty root bound, which may be. Repot it. If you could move it to a little bit bigger pot, and if it's really roots wound around tight, uh, work some of them loose a little bit so they'll start rooting into the new soil. Okay. It may just be kind of hungry and stunted. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for the call. 855-0812 to call us with a question. We have a couple of other callers, but also uh, we hope that all of our gardening fans will pledge a little money so that we can keep this uh, our twice-a-year gardening show. Yeah, we're feeling a little hungry and stunted ourselves right now. <laughs> we're needing, needing a little bit of fertilizing and watering and other kinds of sustaining from uh, 
from our WFIU and Noon Edition listeners, uh, we do have a ways to go to make this goal, Bob. And it is really important. I mean, Noon Edition is a really timely, relevant public affairs program, and it covers all sorts of topics. This is one of our most popular ones, but we cover local topics. We talk about the impact of national events and issues in local affairs. And it gives folks a chance to call in and ask people like Helen and Don these great questions to get get this wonderful advice. But we do need to hear from some folks on the pledge lines uh, right now, 855-0811, or you can go pledge online at WFIU.org. All right. We're going to go to Mike on the phone now. Mike? Hi. I'm actually looking to uh, have a successful compost bin, which I've never really been able to, to accomplish before, but also I'm looking to prepare the garden plots um, with the little vegetable garden for the springtime. And I'm curious if it's good to to go ahead and put unfinished compost, mix it into the soil in preparation for, you know, just bedding it down for the winter. And uh, also just what I can do just to get a good hot compost going. Well, uh, with the drought like this, one thing you're going to have to get moisture to it. But uh, you can take the leaves that are available now and get started, but you need to add some soil and some other organic uh, matter to and to get it to heat up as well as some moisture. Okay. So, so uh, it's a little harder in a dry situation than it is if we have some moisture. But uh, you can... You can put leaves on, say, your garden spot and uh, let them. Ma- Hopefully, this winter we'll get some moisture that will <laughs> that will help break them down because yeah. it is important to have. The compost mo- that I do have has food waste, grass, and leaves, and it's not not everything has totally broken down before. But I'm what I'm mainly curious about is if I can go ahead and throw like dig, I guess, mix that into the soil now or if I should wait for things to break down a little more, or if that will just naturally do that over time this winter. If the, if the compost you have now is, is not quite as finished as it might be, as long as it's crumbly in your hands, if you, if you can recognize still what it is, but if it's kind of dark brown or black and you can kind of break it and crumble it, okay. uh, put it right in your garden this fall. That'll be better than the than the leaves directly in the garden. Okay. Um, uh, compost, if you were going to use it in a, a you know, potting houseplants or something, you'd want it finer and more broken down. But it will continue to break down in the soil if you can just work it in a little bit roughly. Okay, great. That's good to know. I, I'll go ahead and do that then. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks for the call. Now, Mike, Karen, Mark, Bob, Emily, and another Karen, they've all called. They've all gotten good advice about gardening. I know that there are better gardening, better gardens, better trees, better foliage all through Monroe County and and another what? How many counties do we cover? Another 40 counties or so. Yeah, quite a few. (laughs) Then there would be if it were not for this program. I mean, this... this Well, this this is a very popular program. I mean, last year we had a record number of calls and emails to this program, and we're hoping to get kind of a record number of pledges, we hope, for this particular edition of the show uh, so that we can kind of continue growing noon edition, you know, because this has become a more and more popular program. People enjoy being able to call in and talk to Helen and Don about gardening, to call in and talk about 
politics, a lot going on with politics right now. We just had a very, uh, very uh, significant election, and people turn to WFIU to hear about these things, whether it's gardening or politics. We're turning to you right now and asking you to help us out here and help us make our goal for Noon Edition by calling 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. You can also make a pledge online at WFIU.org. And our goal is $2,000, and uh, the most recent report we we received, we were well, well short of Well, well short of We'd love to read some <laughs> names, too. We'd love right. to read some names. If you will, thank you over the air. Yeah, that's right. And we've got all kinds of ways of thanking you. We've mentioned some of the, the Hoosier National Forest Plant a Tree Program, uh, the Indiana Barnes book, the member card at the $75 level, which pretty much pays for itself, Bob. A lot of great two-for-one deals throughout the WFIU listening area. But we do need to hear from you now, 855-0811, All right. And we're going to go to another question. Betty is on the line. Betty? Yes. Go right ahead. I'm right here. Just a minute. Okay. I'm going to change this. Hello. Hello, Betty. Um, I have three hydrangea plants that's planted on the north side under... Um, an oak tree. It's kind of droopy. It it seems like this, and I really don't know how hydrangeas should look. Well, um, they we had blossoms, but they were not blue, or they were just kind of green and tinge of red. And well, they're gonna they're gonna look droopy this time of year, and. Uh, now, what do I do? Now, last year, I just left. I didn't do anything. Should I be cutting anything off? Do you know if they're the new endless summer varieties, or are, there, are they some that have been there for many years? I don't know what variety that is, but this is only about maybe five years old, five or six. Okay. But uh, either way, you'd probably, you do not want to trim them as the main thing. Uh, leave those old canes on them for spring, but uh, it is important to, if you, has that area been watered any this summer? Well, I had to because the leaves were droopy. Yes. So I've, I've watered them. Okay. I've and, been watering them. Well, <laughs> otherwise they would, they would look more droopy. They, they droop real quick. So well, the leaves, but I'm talking about the canes also you know, falling. Well, the leaves are going to all fall off. They they probably already have, and that that is okay. But uh, the main thing is do not trim them. But it would be good to have mulch around them for the winter also. But okay. uh, and then feed them in the spring with a, a high phosphate fertilizer, or actually put it on now, and then it will it will help them to set flowers in the spring. Uh, the phosphate is which number on the first? That's that's the middle number. Middle number. All right. Put that on this time of year, okay. and and still continue to water them like uh, once a week, even though they don't have leaves on. The roots are still growing. Well, they still have leaves, and the flowers are still. In fact, I cut some flowers off. Well, you can do that. That's fine. Well, how, how do I keep them? I have it in a bucket of water for one day now. And I'm thinking, should I hang them up upside down or whatever? What do I do so that they'd be nice and they'd dry nicely? Just go through the normal drying procedure, which usually would be uh, hanging them upside down, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have another question. All right. And before you do, Helen, you look like you had a, something you wanted to add. I was just wondering if 
if these are mop heads or if they are something like Annabelle or that normally would be uh, white. You what know, what color were they when they flowered, when the flowers came out first in the spring? Light green, very light green, maybe. They were never blue, and I didn't put any acid or anything. I just let it grow. And now what's happened is they're more green with a tinge of uh, maroon or burgundy. Are they round? And fat, or are they sort of cone-shaped? Some are round, and some are oval. <laughs> oval. Well, there are several kinds of hydrangeas. Right. Some right. of them never color. They're always white. Oh. Uh, but as they age, they can pick up shades of uh, pink and bronze and, and so forth. Maybe they th all dry well. Okay, maybe that's what this one is, because every year it's different. But if, if they're white, why, they would be cut back. So it does make a difference. Oh, no, I don't think they've ever come out white. All right. If you're, oh, have they been there a long time? About five to six years. Is the oak tree uh, fairly young, or is it a big, heavy tree? It's a big, heavy tree. Uh, they may not be getting quite as much light as they need to really bloom well. You said they weren't too... Uh, um, well, this year they did. They Last did do year they didn't. Mm -hmm. They bloomed, but, you know, it was, fair, I thought, sparse for the size of the bush. Uh -huh. But this year uh, there was an abundance of flowers. Great. Well, I think if you follow Don's directions about using the phosphorus, uh, that will be very good for them. And keep watering them while this dry spell lasts. Right, because, it, and as you were saying, about once a week, if I left it longer, well, I always waited, I watched the leaves. And if they start looking a little droopy, then I watered them. Well, I would, I would water them like once a week at this time of year. At, at, oh, okay. Um, the other question, and then it's the phosphorus. I want a high content of phosphorus. That's correct. That's what is phosphorus? Can I just buy phosphorus? Yes, uh, it's, it, that's the middle number, and we have it in 0450. Oh, okay. I'll look for that. Um, then I heard the gentleman ask about um, mulching. Um, I have a little row of mulching stuff. But you, I haven't added any soil except from old potted plant, you know, things. Do you mean my yard is mostly clay? So well, you need to put uh, some shredded dirt. bark or, or, or shre uh, shred up some leaves. Shredded wood, wood bark is the best, but put two or three inches around them. On the hydrangea. Yes. Talking. Okay, but what about my pile of that so-called compost that I'm trying to... Well, you can use that. You can use that. Go Just... ahead and put that around them. Right, but how do I make it so that it, it decomposes a little faster? You mix it to get mix the soil and the leaves. I do need soil. So what's the soil? Well, I, just the, the waste soil from flower pots you were talking about is fine. It's just, uh, just an added component that... Uh, 
uh, and the main thing is if it's in a pile that's extremely dry, you need to water it water occasionally. It. Okay. And if you turn it occasionally, you know, stir it around, move it a bit, and, uh, okay. then it will rot faster. Right. And how about twigs? They're, they're not, that's because I should turn those over also, right, into the mix it up. Twigs of any size will take a very long time to break down. If they're oh. smaller, if they're smaller than a pencil, it uh, might be all right if you break them up and throw them in. But uh, otherwise, it takes a lot. So it's okay. I was <laughs> expecting too much from them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my clay soil. If I dig and I have clay soil around, then I can put it in there. Yes. Add it. Add it. Oh, whatever what do I do planting. to my yard that's mostly clay? Don. <laughs> okay, uh, on your on your yard, I wouldn't do much this fall, but uh, it's important to uh, now. This is for the grass. Yes, I'm really thinking about turning this yard into something else. Okay, if it's real grass. shady, you may want uh, want to think about other ground covers other than grass. Yes, well, and then the children are grown that they're not playing in the yard anymore. Okay, uh, my grandchildren. So I'm thinking, what about sedge? I read about sedge, not a whole lot, but as suggesting, suggesting that sedge, sedge does not require mowing. It's, it's a dwarf ornamental grass that gets about a foot tall or so. It's not going to be like a lawn. It is a, an ornamental plant. Oh. Uh, Betty, I'm going to have to cut you off because you, uh, we, we appreciate all your questions, but all right, thank you. we're going to have to get to some more callers. Yes, thank you. And, and uh, you can tell the uh, gentleman uh, that I, I, I am a contributor, too. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's great. I was a contributor before those <laughs> things. Uh, there are people who are contributing. <laughs> thank, thank you thank so you. much. We Thanks appreciate so much, it, Betty. Thanks, Betty. We do need to hear from some other folks, though, uh, really soon. We're feeling a, a little droopy and dried out ourselves here, Bob. And uh, I, I can't guarantee I'll end the, the gardening fun drive puns until we make our goal. <laughs> but if we do make our goal, I'll stop making them. Until then, we, we don't want to be cut back. Uh, we've already had to deal with some cuts in state funding and maybe looking at some federal cuts down the line. Uh, so more than ever, we're depending on our listeners, you, to help us sustain this program, Noon Edition. Please give us a call now, 855-0811, 1-800-662-3311, pledge online at WFIU.org. We are going to go a little bit longer than our normal 1 o'clock uh, end time, but we're going to have to take a short break and let uh, some other people talk to you for just a second. You're listening to Noon Edition. We'll be right back. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville. Information at smithville.net. You can take WFIU programs with you by downloading our podcast directly to your computer, iPod, or portable player. Programs like Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia, or short features like Kinsey Confidential, the Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz, as well as play and opera reviews are all available on demand. Find out more at WFIU.org. And have you heard WFIU's news features? On Fridays, the WFIU News Team brings you expanded and in-depth reports on topics affecting South Central Indiana. Listen at 11.33 a.m., 11.55 a.m., and 5.45 p.m. to catch that day's feature. They're also archived on our website, WFIU.org.
855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. The numbers to call to make your pledge of support right now for Noon Edition, WFIU and Public Radio. You can also make that pledge online at WFIU.org. David Brent Johnson here as a, a substitute co-host today <laughs> with Bob Salzberg on our very special Autumn Gardening Edition. But, Bob, we are still trying to drum up some support for a Noon Edition as a weekly program. Well, we know that everybody loves... Uh Loves the gardening Oh, my gosh, show, we've been getting so, so many phone calls yeah, so far with right. questions, but we do need to hear from people pledging. And if you've already called into the program with a question for Helen or Don about autumn gardening but haven't made a pledge yet, uh, please, uh, you've, you've gotten some great advice. Uh, I mean, these guys are truly experts. They're just yeah. fielding all sorts of questions and handling with a plum, and we just we need to hear from a few more pledges right now, 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. Yeah, and I would appreciate it. Uh, personally, Mary Catherine and I would, would both appreciate it if you would support our program because we do enjoy doing Noon Edition. We've been doing it for... I can't even remember how long, 12, 13 years. And I know we've had uh, Helen and Don on a number of times. And it it is always the, one of the highlights of the year to have them on because they know so much. And so many of our, our listeners call them for advice. And hopefully all of those gardeners out there that are either calling in or listening so that they can piggyback on that advice will support WFIU and support Noon Edition and our efforts here. So with that, we're going to, well, let me give the phone numbers again, just in case uh, I just moved you to call 855-0811, 1-800-662-3311-WFIU.org is the website. You can go there and make a pledge as well. So we're going to go back to the phones now. Eric is next. Eric? Hello. Hi, Eric. Hi, I have a Meyer lemon tree that I got a couple of years ago, um, and I used to keep it outside until it was freezing nights and then take it in, but this year, now I have a greenhouse that I put up this spring, and I'm thinking about leaving it in the greenhouse for a while. Um, I was also thinking about wrapping it in row cover. I was wondering how long I can leave it in the greenhouse, or if you think that's all a good idea. By leaving it in the greenhouse, is the greenhouse heated? It's an unheated greenhouse. All right. You don't want to leave it in there too long. Uh, As you know from listening to the uh, radio or TV, when they have a severe frost in Florida, it does damage. So if it gets cold enough in there to ever actually uh, freeze the tips or the ends of the tree, you'll have to cut it back and so forth. Uh, I would say you might, if we don't get any really severe weather, leave it in there. But if, I mean, not all winter, but for quite some time. But you should check occasionally and see if if you wrap it, that it isn't so moist inside that the foliage begins to have problems and fall off. I see. Uh, but it, you might extend the time that you don't have to have it in the house. I assume it's getting big and you don't really have room uh, don't welcome it all the time in that Well, it isn't that big, but I wanted it. I, I, it grows so well when it's in the sun, in the greenhouse, it's in full sun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as long as it doesn't drop, you know, below 32 in the greenhouse at night. Okay, so the citrus should not ever be below 32? Well, if you don't want any damage, it, it probably would survive going a little later. It would drop a lot of leaves and uh, maybe have some tips uh, die back and I so see. forth. Okay. 
but they're they're make, make nice house plants. My niece grew one from a seed, and uh, she got several oranges on it. <laughs> <laughs> how big should I expect uh, that I need to? How big of a pot should I expect I need to put it into eventually? Right now, I have it in a five-gallon bucket. Well, a Meyer lemon, I suspect that's probably big enough for quite some time. You can treat them almost like bonsai and yank them out of a pot when you get to the to size where you just can't handle a bigger pot and work off, take off part of the outer roots and soil and uh, put them back in the same pot with some fresh soil around and under them. And they will go on that way for years. You may have to thin the top out a little if it gets too big and top-heavy, but uh, uh, you can you can hold it back for a long time uh, in a size you can manage. Okay. Thank All right. you. All right, Eric. Hey, thanks a lot for the call. 855-0812 if you have a question. But more important than that, we're starting to get – I'm starting to get a little nervous. Yeah, it's, it's coming down to the wire, and we do need to hear from some more folks to help make this goal for uh, Noon Edition. As I mentioned earlier, Bob, we had a, this program had a record number of phone calls and emails last year. It's continued to grow each year. It's done that in part because we've gotten a lot of support for it in the past. So we're hoping that you folks will come through again for it uh, right now and give us a call. We'd love to read your name on the air. We'd love to give you a thank you gift, uh, the Indiana Barnes book at the $150 level or the, the really fantastic Hoosier National Forest Plant a Tree program where the Hoosier National Forest goes out and plants 10 trees in your name. Uh, that's, that's a very nice legacy for the environment. Uh, at, that's at the $120 level. Please give us a call right now, 855-0811, 1-800-662-3311. And folks can always pledge online at WFIU.org. And you know that uh, there are all sorts of levels that you can, uh, at which you can pledge. There's a student level. What is that? That's $25. There's the $40 basic membership level. And there's the $75 level, which gets you the two-for-one member card, where you take it to a restaurant and you basically buy a dinner and get one for free. And I believe me, I've, I've used this member <laughs> card to. many a time. I can truly testify, folks, yeah. uh, that it really pays for itself and, and then some. 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311, the numbers to call. All right. We're going to go to another question. This one's from Sandy. Sandy? Hello, Sandy. Are you there? Yes. Oh, go right Thank ahead. Yeah. Um, I just, ha- I'm, I, I'm sorry, I've already pledged. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You can pledge uh, again you can if you'd like. You always increase your pledge. <laughs> yeah, but just a few dollars. We do accept increases, uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just have a short question. I'm wondering about watering hostas at this time of year, especially when we've had this drought like this. And I've watered them some, but not a lot, and I'm hoping they're going to be all right for next spring. Do you have a thought about that? As late as we are now, they're they're pretty well gone dormant, so I wouldn't worry that much about watering them at this point. And uh, uh, they should do okay for you. Okay, and should I have watered them often during that drought period? I did some, but not a, a lot as it got later. Do you think they're going to be all right? They're a very durable perennial, so uh, okay. they can tolerate some pretty... Pretty bad conditions. More than likely, you'll find that they'll come on out in the spring. All right. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. the call, Sandy. Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems for hostas is the deer around here. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, it is great deer food. Right. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for the call. All right. We need more pledges. 855-0811-1-800-662-3311. WFIU.org is the website. We would love for uh, some of our listeners out there to go to their phones or go to their computer and, and make a pledge to help support Noon Edition. We would love to hear from listeners in all of the WFIU listening area communities. We have quite a few now, Bob, as you noted earlier. And we have listeners in Columbus, Terre Haute. Kokomo, Greencastle, Nashville, French Lick, uh, and lots of gardeners out there we know uh, that, that have been calling in or, or are listening and getting all this wonderful expert advice. Or if you're a, a noon edition listener who loves the programs about politics, local affairs, this is the place to turn to for that kind of programming that you're not going to hear anywhere else. But this is also the place to turn to right now and make a pledge of support to help us make this goal by calling 855-0811 or one 800 662-3311. Or as you said, Bob, folks can also pledge online at WFIU.org and check out all of the things we have on the website. And I know that you know, when Mary Catherine and I do this together, we often refer to some of our favorite topics and favorite shows. Gardening is always at the top of the list. Oh, it's huge. Uh, yeah. Definitely always at the top of the list. But we, we have so many other types of shows as the year goes along. Um, I think it was last year that we had maybe helping us fundraise Jill Bolte Taylor, who you know the uh, the singing scientist. She a lot of people right, know right. know of her now from her uh, her issues with having uh, a major stroke and then writing a book about it, and which is going to become a major motion picture. And we're trying to get her to to bring um, Jodie Foster in here to the studio to be oh, with that us. Would be fantastic. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we would like to have the two of them in here together. Um, but in order for us to be able to do those kind of programs, we have to make sure that. Our listeners support in addition. Well, yeah, it's such a wide range of topics, but it's all, they're always interesting and they're always relevant. And you and Marianne always do a great mm-hmm. job of, of asking interesting questions. And then we are fielding interesting questions from our listeners. But we do need to field a few more phone calls pledging support. And we'd love to read some more names, too. So give us a call right now, 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. All right. A couple of people have given us a call on the question line. Mike is next. Mike? Is Mike there? Yes. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, I'm Martinsville, Indiana. Okay, good. Uh, Morgan County, Monroe State Forestry. Uh, I've been listening to your gardening conversation. Yes, sir. With the lovely ladies you have there that know their gardening. Uh, I want to ask about morels, Mm -hmm. Uh, mushrooms. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What would you like to know? Well, I know they grow dead elms, dead ash. Uh, how can you how can you grow? That's the big question, isn't it? Uh, that is the big question, <laughs> and and I honestly can't give you details. However, I know there is a mushroom company in California that sells. Uh, I think the spawn, that is the, the, the seed part, yes, and ma'am. directions on how to prepare a place for them. But I have no idea who they are. <laughs> oh, ma- ma'am, you- ma'am, I've heard uh, one guy figured it out that the spores are in the roots. So when a tree uproots, the spores, there's your morels. Well, they Elmanas tree farms. Yeah, they feed the the main part of the mushroom is all this little uh, thready growth underground that we don't see. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the the only part that comes up is the mushroom, which contains the spores. And they will grow in a spot for sometimes many years until they exhaust the food supply there. And then they'll sort of not be there any longer. Um, do, if do, you, they sprout, do they sprout up overnight? Well, it seems like it. They, they do grow rather <laughs> yeah. rapidly, but I don't know if they actually make well, it overnight. I've heard um, about people taking mason jars in their backyard and putting them on them. And they'll shroom up into the mason jar mm-hmm. and a hammer. Knock them. Hmm. Never heard of that. I don't. I don't yeah. know. That's I was going to say if uh, if you would like to sometime when you're in Bloomington or whatever, stop at the greenhouse. I will get this list and leave it there for you. And um, uh, you know what the address on no, these people? No, ma'am. I do not. You do not want to try that, huh? No, I. I I don't know the address of. No, I, I was going to say if uh, you know where May's greenhouse is. No, ma'am. <laughs> but you just follow yeah. Walnut Street all the way through Bloomington, yeah. and and before you before you uh, hit uh, four lane thirty seven south of Bloomington, we're on the right. I fish behind John Cougar Malgamp's house, so yeah, well, down like. Yeah, well, not, not anywhere near that. Not, not near <laughs> right. that, on we're, the wrong I'm side. Yeah. Tell you what, why don't you just uh, uh, let, uh, let me give you the address of the greenhouse. Yes, ma'am. You call them and give them your name and address and say, okay. Helen needs this name and address. Helen. Yeah, and I will mail you uh, this information. Okay, uh, do you have an address handy? Yeah, the address is May's Greenhouse, 60, Mays, uh, 60, 6280 60, South. South, yes. It used to be Old State Road 37. Now they want them to call it Walnut Street, but you can just put Old State Road 37, South. Okay. And say, Helen wants my name and address. Call her. Okay. <laughs> All right. And we're, and we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go with. Out of this, I'm riding over the uh, cougar that got caught. Watch, oh. out for them, watch out for them cougars. Okay, okay. thanks. We will. <laughs> we right. will. Right. Thanks for the heads up. Nice talking to you guys. All nice right. talking Hold to you. On. Take thanks. care. Thanks a lot for the call. All right. All right. We are hoping to get some more phone calls. We need them fast, folks. We're still a ways away from our goal. 855-0811-1-800-662-3311. Pledge online at WFIU.org. You're listening to Noon Edition. Uh, We'll be back with you in a few moments, but right now we're going to throw it to the studio. Hello, this is Alec Baldwin. Like you, I listen to public radio. And like you, I think it's only right that I pitch in my fair share to keep it going. And if you're making the kind of money I do, there are some special pledge levels I'm here to make you aware of. The Magnate Level, where Robert Siegel comes to your home and bakes you cookies. Here you go, Alec. Damn it, Siegel, these are cakey. Does the word chewy mean anything to you? I'm sorry, sir, I'll I'll try again. Fewer eggs. The Hollywood Level, where Kai Rizdahl does your yard work. Well, I finished with the riding mower, but I think there's something wrong with your electric trimmer. 
Well, then I suppose you'll have to do the hedges with the hand clippers, won't you? Kai Rizdal. Oh, of course. I'm sorry I meant to say that. Right on that. And the Imperial level, where Silvia Poggioli teaches you Italian. Buonasera, Alec. Buonasera. 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 <sighs> okay, again, from the top. And of course, at each of those levels, they also throw in a morning edition mug. So, give at whatever level's best for you. Here's someone to tell you how to pledge. I'm Alec Baldwin. I'm. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville. Information at smithville.net. You can take WFIU programs with you by downloading our podcast directly to your computer, iPod, or portable player. Programs like Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia, or short features like Kinsey Confidential, The Ether Game, Musical Mini Quiz, as well as Play and Opera Reviews are all available on demand. Find out more at WFIU.org. And have you heard WFIU's news features? On Fridays, the WFIU news team brings you expanded and in-depth reports on topics affecting South Central Indiana. Listen at 11.33 a.m., 11.55 a.m., and 5.45 p.m. to catch that day's feature. They're also archived on our website, WFIU.org. And those phone numbers to call, as Alec Baldwin just uh, reminded you, are 855-0811-1-800-662-3311, online at WFIU.org. Bob, we're going down to the wire here, getting a little nervous about whether or not we're going to make this goal. No kidding. I mean, we're uh, we're a little over time now, and we're used to that. We, we usually go a little over time on Noon Edition, but we have never uh, had to leave here without making the goal. So I'm going to be... Uh, I'm 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 confident that our listeners are going to be out there and make those phone calls to eight five five zero eight one one and one eight hundred six six two three three one one and uh, or go to the website wfiu.org. And what a fantastic program this has been today. I mean, Helen and Don have just been dispensing all kinds of great advice, fielding all sorts of questions, and uh, just doing it beautifully. It's yet another just outstanding noon edition program. People rely on tuning in every week and hearing a really great program here on noon edition. So we're just coming to you this one time a year and asking you to give us a call on the pledge line eight five five zero eight one one or one eight. 800-662-3311 and let us know that you appreciate hearing this kind of programming every time this week on WFIU. All right, we're going to go back to another phone call and let uh, Gene ask his question or make his comment. Hello? Hello. Hello, everyone. Her, Gene, yeah, sorry. Yes, I arrived uh, at the tail end of your coleus discussion and I think the advice was now is the time to take cuttings. Um, we brought our coleus inside under grow lights, oh, about three weeks ago, and it's still just flourishing. So what I'm wondering is, can I, should I just cut it way back now or at some later time, and will it continue under the grow lights so I can put it back out next spring? As long as you have room to let it grow, <laughs> there's, there's no reason not to. However, if you need to cut it back just to to save space, uh, cut back above 
a pair of leaves. Very often there'll be a couple of little teeny infant branches starting out right there. Uh-huh. And just go back to one of those and make a nice clean cut with a knife. And it will grow from those two tiny little fellows again. Oh, okay. Will it continue to um, to grow during the winter, or will it lie dormant? If you've got it under grow lights and the temperature is warm enough, it will continue to grow. It's a tropical creature that uh, uh, I have seen them, the creeping type, spread five, six feet wide, but... Uh, you can't do that in your house. So. <laughs> uh, uh, just keep it well nourished and uh, water it well, but don't overwater it. And uh, trim it back when you need to. And it ought to last till spring. Then you'll need to either make some new cuttings or move it into a bigger pot or plant it outdoors somewhere. Okay. Well, this is very exciting. Thank you very much for your help. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks a lot for the call. We have had some people who have called a pledge. We have we get to report. We have, Bob. We'd like to thank Tally Harris calling in a pledge of support from Kokomo. Thanks so much, Tally. And also thanks to Steve and Elizabeth Bodie uh, who called in from Martinsville and made a pledge of support. Thank you so much to all of you folks. We want to hear from some more folks right now. 855-0811-1-800-662-3311. Or make a pledge online at WFIU.org and help us wrap up this goal for noon edition. Right. I want to mention that, of course, Kokomo is Mary Catherine's hometown. So we always like to hear from Kokomo during noon edition. We've also heard from a couple of other folks, Ingrid Remack. Ingrid, it's so nice of you to... uh, to call during noon edition. The Remax are a wonderful family here in Bloomington. And Ed O'Brien. Ed is the former owner of O'Brien's Friendly Pub in Spencer. And I have to tell you, I they had great onion rings over there when they <laughs> owned the place. <laughs> then the O'Brien's. <laughs> All right. 855-0812 if you have a, a question or two for us. Um, we are rapidly running out of time, and but we can still take one or two questions, I believe. So eight five five zero eight one two. But more importantly, we're running out of time on making our goal of $2,000. And there are all kinds of easy ways, uh, Bob, when folks call to make that pledge. We can take it as a credit card. You can mail us a check. We can put you on an installment plan. Uh, if you're an IU employee, we can do payroll deduction. Very easy to make the pledge. You can pledge at all kinds of levels, 40 for the basics, 75 for the member card, or 120 to get 10 trees planted in your name. The important thing is to make the call right now, 855-0811-1-800-662-3311, or pledge online at WFIU.org. All right. So I, I want to ask a question because uh, we don't have anybody on the lines, and we may not be getting any more callers as the program goes along. But it's November now. I mean, what what is... What's, what are some things that people can do during the winter to get themselves ready for the spring? Well, they can plan. They can plan. Mm-hmm. They, they uh, need to give some serious thought to how their garden went this year and uh, what, what they'd like to change. And then they can, uh, the seed catalogs will start coming out around Christmas <laughs> and, and the nursery catalogs. And they can start looking up things that they would like to plant uh, in that improved garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to get their tools all in and their dirt and rust cleaned off and little oil put on them and put away for the winter. Uh, the hoses should be brought in and, and uh, where they won't freeze and... Uh, if they haven't done their leaf raking, uh, mm-hmm. that big piles of leaves left in the wrong place can can kill some things. So, as you get that done, 
One thing I wanted to bring out, a lot of people have lawns that are look real bad right now. If you need to do any seeding on your lawn, make sure and get it done early. Uh, too often people wait too late, but that should be done in March sometime or even in February. Uh, if your lawn needs any seeding, uh, get it seeded in February or March so that it can get started for spring. Mm -hmm. And it's still not too late to plant those trees. So uh, if you can blast a hole in the ground, why this is a good time <laughs> to plant them. We do have to ask our listeners one more time to, to uh, support Don and support Helen. Uh, don't do it for me. Do it for them. <laughs> They've been, they are great guests. They come in here twice a year. Um, and answer questions about gardening in the spring and gardening in the fall. And so we would like for you to uh, help support them and acknowledge their great work. 855-0811, 1-800-662-3311-WFIU.org is the website. That's right. It's still not too late to pledge, but we are nearly out of time. Uh, and it's not too late talking again about planting of trees to get that Hoosier National Forest Plant a Tree Program thank you gift and get 10 or 20 trees planted in your name in the Hoosier National Forest. Uh, you know, Bob, if, if folks enjoy listening to this program or any of the great programs, and I know we've got more coming down the pike on Noon Edition, we always do, this is the time. This is the time of year to say, I, I want to support this program. I want to keep hearing Noon Edition right here on WFIU every Friday at 12.06 and hear the gardening program, hear interviews with politicians and writers and artists of note and all sorts of interesting people. Please give us a call right now, 855-0811-1800-662-3311 or pledge online at WFIU.org. And when you uh, make your pledge, we hope that you'll let the phone answerer know if you have a, a, a show in mind, something you'd like for us to oh, do. Oh, sure. We get yeah. great ideas from, uh, from our listeners who phone in and ask us what uh, to do a, a particular show. I think we did one on I-69. We've done things on the environment, uh, just global warming, things of that nature. So. We did a program on the new IU health care plans. That was that, a big one. That was, <laughs> that was a huge program. It, it, people, you know, people were really interested in that, and this was the place where they called and, and got to hear a lot of information and, and ask. That's the neat thing. You can ask questions directly to the guests. That is such a really cool aspect of Noon Edition, I think. And uh, today we're just asking you to call and also talk to one of our happy phone uh, answerers That's who right. wants to take your pledge right now, 855-0811-1800-662-3311. Or you can avoid phone answers altogether and make your pledge online at WFIU.org. That would be fantastic. So I think we've got time for a few more Last tips. I'm going to look at this list of questions. That some I had a question. In. I'm not sure if it's an autumn gardening question or not, but my wife wanted to know if it's true that if you put a pumpkin in your tomato garden, will that kill the fungi that may attack your tomatoes? If so, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's one I've not heard of. That's one I've and, not heard. And the marigolds people plant to keep bugs away. Mm -hmm. The only thing they will control is nematodes in the soil. And uh, it's best probably if you plant a lot of them in for that. <laughs> uh, uh. This is one question that we have answered before, but I'm going to let this one go again because I think it's very important. People want to know this. Do you have any tips for preparing leaves to be used to cover your flower beds? And you did talk about this earlier in the program. Yeah, they just need to be broken up as much as possible. They make wonderful mulch if they are broken and, mm -hmm. you know. And then some, of the, some of the leaf vacuums will, uh, will 
kind of grind them up, and that's that's helpful to for them to decompose quicker. And here's another part of this question: I've heard oak leaves can inhibit growth of some vegetables. Is this true? Well. Oak leaves, I think, are slower to decompose than some other leaves, and we talked about that it's important not to just put leaves on because they will form a mat, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's important not to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and also leaves that take a whole long time to uh, to rot are tying up nitrogen usually all the time they're rotting, so... Oak leaves may uh, reduce the nitrogen content of your soil uh, longer than regular mulch would. Mm-hmm. All right. We've had an, a, a couple pledges we can read. We sure have. We'd like to thank Catherine Uahainui, who also uh, has made a pledge. Thank you so much, Catherine. Very grateful to, to hear from you. And uh, and I believe you've got somebody Suzanne else. Suzanne Sturgeon from Spencer. I've, I've got another Spencer, Spencer calls. Yes. All right. Great to love, hear from folks uh, in Spencer. Love Owen County. So thank you, Suzanne Sturgeon <laughs> from Spencer. And Owen County, thank you for your pledge. And we still are not quite at our goal. Not quite at our goal. I think uh, maybe a couple more phone calls would get us there, folks. 855-0811, 1-800-662-3311. You can also pledge online at WFIU.org. I'm not sure if we've heard from anybody yet in Terre Haute or Columbus, Bob. Uh, we'd love to hear from those communities. Great. If folks are out there and are enjoying this great noon edition autumn gardening mm-hmm. show, uh, we'd love to hear from you right now. But this is the time. This is the moment. 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. Since this is uh, November, I'm going to take the opportunity to ask Don about Christmas trees because I know some people like to have live Christmas trees in their home and then go out and plant them in the yard somewhere. Um, how easy is it to pull that off and to, to keep, you know, what do you need to do to get that tree to well, grow in your yard? It's it's very important to not keep it inside too long. We do sell trees that uh, with the ball of roots on so that they can be done that way. But you can keep them in for like two weeks. But when you take it back out, it first of all, it needs to be watered while it's inside. Either put them in a uh, tub that you can add water to and then take them outside. If it's super cold, uh, put them in a garage for a few days to temper them back to the cold temperatures. But uh, they can work that way, but it does take a little extra effort to to get them to survive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've been given the, the word that we have uh, Five more minutes in this program. We're going to go till 1.30, and then they're going to cut us off. And and they're going to cut us they're off. Gonna they're going to cut us back. They're going right. to throw us on the mulch pile. And so we need to get out of here and make our goal, folks. We'd like to thank Gloria Austin, who has made a pledge from Greensburg. Mm-hmm. Great to hear from Greensburg. There's another community in the South Central WFIU listening area. Uh, please join Gloria and make your pledge right now, 855 1-800-662-3311. Or you can also go pledge online at WFIU.org. All right. We sure would like to hear from a couple of people. I don't think I've ever had to walk out of here with my tail between my legs for not making Feeling a, droopy and yes, dried out. Right. For not making a, a pledge. Unfertilized. Drive, right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe fertilized. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> but I'd like to think that maybe we can get two or three more phone calls in here in the next five minutes at those numbers, which I'll give you again, 855-0811. 1-800-662-3311 and 
wfiu.org is the website. You know, Mary Catherine is going to uh, be able to hold this over my head if we don't make this. Oh, she well, will. Yes, that's, well. Yeah, yeah. We don't. If, we that, don't if that's what these folks want, <laughs> that, that could happen. You know, you don't want to encourage them, right? You don't want to encourage them, Bob. Right. Well, again, I just you know you and Marianne, just you provide such a valuable public service by doing this show every every week. It's just a, an incredible public service. All the topics you cover, and the gardening show is a huge show. We mentioned earlier the IU healthcare plan, uh, the political folks that you bring on here sometimes, the cultural figures, and giving people the opportunity to call in. It's a unique program. It's a local program that covers issues that range from the local to the national, from gardening to the arts and politics and all sorts of things. And we really do want to hear from some more folks who we know are calling. We got a record number of emails and phone calls last year. So we want we want a new record number here. Please give us a call right now, 855-0811, 1-800-662-3311, or online at WFIU.org. And I'm going to ask Don one more question because, you know, since we've got him here, and again, about Christmas trees, because there's so many different kinds. Right. And if people are, are out looking for a Christmas tree, you know, what What are some tips you might give them? I mean, I know, you know, there's scotch pines, white pines, Douglas fir, all those kind of things. Are there some that last in the house? If they've been cut, are there some that might last in the house longer than others? What are things well, you want to Well, one for? thing a lot of people don't realize, but a lot of the cut trees are cut in October. Oh, is that right? And uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, check them to make sure the needles are still attached good because I've seen some trees, uh, like I say, to get the quantity cut, a lot, of, a lot of them are cut very early, and you need to avoid those uh, for the fresher cut trees. But uh, there's several different firs that are available and as well as the spruce and the, the pines of different types. Um, Helen might have some other ideas, too. Well, I have found just personally at my own home, using them inside, that the uh, uh, firs, some of them seem to, to hold on. There's two kinds they sell, and now I'm not going to be able to tell you. Fraser fir? Fraser. Fraser. And, <laughs> and that's what I always buy. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, noble fir is more expensive. Right. But it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that uh, uh, for me, uh, if, if you bring pine in, it didn't last very well. Right. And no matter which type of cut tree you use, recut it before you put it in the tr- tree stand. Very important because uh, a tree naturally will seal off and not take the water, so it's important to recut that that trunk before you put it in the stand, and then and then keep water on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've got just about a minute to go, so one more plea to people. We've had a dozen <laughs> phone calls from people who had questions. Right. right and I'm right. not sure that we how many phone calls we have. I'm from not sure we pledged. have, but we do need to hear a couple more right now. What invaluable advice, by the way, about Christmas trees? My wife and I always have a Christmas tree, and I, I you know, that that was I'm taking all that to to heart. Please give us a call right now eight five five zero eight one 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 eight hundred six six two. 3311. Make your pledge online at WFIU.org. You can make the pledge with a credit card. You can send us a check. Uh, you can uh, We can put you on an installment plan. Again, we've got this great thank you gift, Bob. The Hoosier National Forest Plant a Tree Program for $120. So plant 10 trees in your honor in the Hoosier National Forest. It helps heal and protect the land. I mean, 
That's a great way of, you know, it's a very f- environment-friendly thank you gift. Please give us a call right now, 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. And we will thank you for that. But I want to thank you, David, for being here with me today. And Helen and Don, it's always a pleasure. We're going to have to go, and I don't know exactly how we ended up. Uh, well, we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. But we do have a, you've got about one more minute, folks. Again, the phone number is 855-0811 or 1-800-662-3311. All right, and back to the studio. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net.